Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Philip. <laughs> Speaking with a smile. <laughs> <laughs> this is another episode of Cinematic Brotastic, a uh, podcast between two brothers who like to talk about movies. Um, so, yeah, what Philip was talking about was we were talking about earlier uh, an unrelated topic of how in customer service they say you should always speak with a smile. And Philip tried to speak with a smile, and I guess it uh, cracked him up. Yes. <laughs> that is it. So, so today's episode, we're focusing on uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman, the first woman of wonder. No, uh, don't know why. <laughs> don't know why I said that. Way. I'm Wonder Woman. Don't know why I said it that way, but uh, Wonder Woman, uh, starring Gal Gadot and uh, Chris Pine, directed by Patty Jenkins. A lot of other people in there as well, but uh, those are the main three. Um, big movie. Uh, it's. I feel like it had a lot writing on it that could, like, you know, a lot of uh, preconceived excuses that it would fail. Um, you know, it's a female-led movie, female-led director. Um, it was a DC movie, which kind of has a rocky history. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of stuff writing on this film. And uh, at least critically, um, it has blown all that out of the water. Um, this is, uh, as we kind of just were doing some research before this, uh, found out that this is the biggest opening uh, box office-wise for a female-led directed film. And, uh, you know, the movie itself cost $149 million. I think there's a lot of zeros. Uh, give or take. And, you know, that was also, like, I think in the last episode mentioned this is like the third time a woman has been given that budget. Um, and, you know, it uh, it's it's good for, for female uh, creators. It's good for female stars and directors. Um, I liked it. I loved it. Um, I, I feel we didn't see it together, so this is kind of the first time we're really getting together to talk about it. But I'm, I'm assuming you probably probably enjoyed it as well. I did. Uh, like I said, it's it. Uh, I think it, it's it's definitely going to open up doors for more uh, women in the industry to take on that blockbuster uh, film and and be and and have the opportunity to have a, have a little budget on the film. Um, it's, it's sad that we, you know, are still in a society where you know, we're like, hey, this is good for women. You get some more yeah. opportunities. But unfortunately, uh, but anyway, the, the film itself, you know, like you said, it had some uh, negative stuff going into it uh, just because of the fact that it was, Part of the DC expanded universe um, that has had a rocky start. Uh, and what is it? This the fourth. This is the fourth entry into the fourth their film into that that uh, into their shared universe. Yeah. 
Um, but uh, but no, I thought it was it was very well done. Uh, the obviously I think part of what's making it so successful is it is opening up the door for more girls to uh, feel like hey there are superhero movies for us it's not just the guys yeah um, not saying that women didn't go see man of steel or batman versus superman or any of the other uh, you know uh, marvel universe movies uh but being the first one that is a girl-centric, I think it appealed to more of a uh, female audience. And and I think that's probably one of the reasons why it has done so well is, uh, one, it's a good film. Two, more women are like, I'm going to go see it because it's a, it's finally they've got, they've got a girl superhero that's the star. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I will agree. It's, it's unfortunate that we're like, well, it's finally a girl's turn. But, um, but yeah, it's it, it definitely was was good to see. And I don't know about you. I think you saw it about a week after I did. Mm-hmm. But were there a lot of women in the audience when you saw it, or was it still a full theater? Or it was, uh, it was, it was still full. I wouldn't say it was packed or sold out, but. Um... To be honest, I don't know if I went in and came out noticing, you know, I, I, I can't say if I noticed that or not. So, you know, obviously when we go to movies, obviously there's a mix of men and women, and that, that's normal. But when I saw it, I think it was the second day it was out, maybe the third day, it was, it was really close to opening day. And so it was sold out, uh, or at least really close to it. And the amount of estrogen in the room was palpable. <laughs> it, it was extremely noticeable, and it was it was good. It wasn't bad, but it's just you know you know going to a comic book movie, you you tend to see the you know the overweight guy with the comic book shirt on, and you know a couple of cosplay you know people, and you know kind of the nerdy girls, kind of the archetype, I guess, of the kind of the audience that goes to these movies. I sat next to like a 70-year-old grandmother who had a perm and was wearing like their Sunday best, <laughs> like a, like a, a, a flowery blouse and a, you know, pressed white slacks holding her purse on her lap like a, like, you know, kind of that lap dog position uh, with her hands. And, uh, you know, it, I didn't really pay a whole lot of attention, but, you know, she possibly could have had a brooch. You're something, you know, something you know, like not who I expected to see, but you know, when I sat down, I you know, just saw long hair and you know, all the way down the aisle, so I, I, I was a minority, uh, which was kind of weird, not a bad thing, once again, just uh, a little out of the ordinary, that you're used to. yeah. Um, and so it was good, and, and yeah, the, the person, like I said, was sitting next to me, she did mention to me that you know, uh, it, it was nice to see this character on, on the screen. Um, so that they were probably obviously a fan, like I said, they were older, so they were probably a fan of the original comics, probably. Um, but you know, it it you know it was fun, and it was it was good. Um, you know, I don't remember ever thinking. You know, sometimes there's moments in movies where you're like kind of looking at your watch or something like that. But this one just kept my interest the entire time. 
Um, and, and, and yeah, it was, it was really, really entertaining. Well, I, I went and saw it with, uh, with my wife and again, I don't recall necessarily the, the audience, uh, in the theater that I saw it with. I, I couldn't say if it was more girls, more guys or a mix. Um, but, uh, um, you know, she, she loved it and really enjoyed it and that was yeah it was it was a fun story um it wasn't uh you know like the, the it was definitely a special effects heavy film but the special effects didn't lead the film it was the characters it was the story uh not saying that it was the perfect you know i um I, there, there were stuff about it that I'm like, you know, maybe it, in my opinion, could have been been done better. But uh, for for a superhero movie, not necessarily saying this is a girl superhero, but just superhero comic book movie, it was a lot of fun uh, to to uh, watch it. It was and going back to the the uh, I think it was our first podcast, um, the waking up. Or, or born sexy yesterday. Yeah, the born sexy yesterday. Um, I know it. I think it's. I think it had that that uh, knowledge or, or being introduced to that. I think weighed a little more heavy on you than it did for me because uh, you're like I watch movies now. I'm like oh, um, <laughs> but I, you know this 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 had some of that. Yeah. Uh, and you know it's funny to say well you know it was a it was a woman-led star and a woman director. Yeah. Um, but I think she approached it to with a much more uh, respectable uh, way of, of doing it. It wasn't, yeah. you, you had the guy character <clears throat> that was introducing her to things for the first time and things like that. And, and you know, uh, it did fall into some of those tropes. Uh, but, uh, I think she, she did it in a way that it wasn't, it wasn't at the end, you're like, oh, this is a dirty guy that's just trying to get a <laughs> yeah. girl, you know? So just a refresher, just in case you may not have, uh, heard the first episode or whatnot, there's this trope that uh, we talked about, uh, it's called Born Sexy Yesterday. Uh, this guy did a video essay on YouTube about it and basically the nuts and bolts of it are... Um, science fiction films tend to feature women um, depicted as fully sexually mature women who are in the mindset of a child uh, with their naive uh, sensibility of the world uh, and the perception of men and, and everything around them. And so it, it leads to the man basically showing the woman um, everything that... Um, is, uh, and introducing the woman to the world and also to uh, masculinity and sexuality uh, and things like that. Um, so it kind of takes on a creepy role, but uh, I will agree. There were some instances of it um, in, in the film, you know, because, you know, Wonder Woman, uh, all she knows is Themyscira, which is the island that the Amazons live on. And uh, she's... Uh, taken well she leaves she's not taken she leaves the island uh willingly um and is thrust upon uh early 20th century 
society and she has no idea what's going on or that it's not normal to walk around with a sword and a shield and, and things like that. But, but I feel like that was more, uh, although it did kind of fall in that category that it, uh, it, it served its purpose. You know, obviously a woman growing up on this Island will go into this world, not knowing things about society. Um, and so it was good because, because, uh, they didn't, it, it had a story aspect to it. It wasn't necessarily just, you know, this kind of creepy guy taking advantage of a naive girl. Um, and I almost wonder, you know, kind of going back to what we were saying before, how this movie had a lot of uh, preconceived notions about it. And, and, uh, uh, Basically, a lot of people were, were basically worried it's going to fail. Hope, hoped it wouldn't, but were worried that it was going to. And I almost wonder if, you know, not to say that the movie's not as good as as it is, but I'm almost wondering if everybody kind of was like, well, here comes another DC film. Let's get this one out of the way. And then, bam, it wasn't bad. And they're like, oh, crap, that's good. You know, and, and so I'm wondering if maybe the whole society... Uh, of moviegoers that, that are into this movie um, kind of went into it with low expectations and kind of kind of boosted it up. But, you know, either way, um, you know, it definitely was a positive uh, experience. And, you know, you both you and I, uh, we both mentioned how we, we do like the other DC movies um, as opposed to a lot of other people, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, you know, and, and I can see some of the problems in them that people might see, but I, I kind of like the direction it's going. Um, mm -hmm. but you know, I remember, I, I do know that, uh, you know, the, one of the things I did like a lot about Batman versus Superman was, mm -hmm. and I think, you know, this was kind of a universal thing as well, even though the film had a Rocky, um, reception, Batman was, universally liked almost and wonder woman was universally liked even more so like it, that, those were the best things that came out of it and um whoever they got to score the that film um or i, I don't know if it was the you know the person who wrote the score for that movie or if they hired some people to do uh specific themes but wonder woman had a theme and it's like a cello and it's just really powerful. Um, it's a horrible rendition of it. I'm sorry, um, but uh, it, it was like I remember like coming home and like immediately looking it up and like replaying it over and over again because I just loved. It just was full of power, and oddly enough, you know, I didn't even think about it, you know the. Uh, you know, typically you would think of a woman as being a little bit weaker or whatnot than a man or something like that. Of course, you know, Batman and Superman uh, being the big tent poles that they are. Uh, but Wonder Woman, her theme was the strongest musical presence I had from from that film. Uh, and, you know, fast forward to this one, you don't hear that theme until she, you know, goes through the trenches and she becomes Wonder Woman. And, you know, it makes sense thematically. You, you wouldn't mm -hmm. play the theme until she becomes Wonder Woman. Uh, but when that music plays, she starts kicking butt. Like, I got chills. Uh, you know, she's knocking out the soldiers, and they're throwing stuff at her, and it's just breaking off and whatnot. And, 
it was a you know kind of like a tamer version of that scene in Batman vs Superman, Superman, where Batman just takes out all those uh, brute guards that are uh, holding Superman's mom. Uh, that's kind of another scene that a lot of people liked. Was just Batman, you know, beating people up, which is what he's good at. Uh, but this one was kind of a tamer one because, uh, not necessarily because she, she's a woman, but, um, you know, Batman clearly killed some people in, in that one. And this one, you know, Wonder Woman's not necessarily out to kill people, so that's how it made it tame. Uh, but yeah, she just, you know, that music kicked in and I just, I was just like, I almost verbally went, yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, so it, it just was, uh, it just was a good move and a good, good moment for DC, uh, like I said, because of the rockiness. Uh, and especially since, you know, I don't know a whole lot about Wonder Woman other than she's uh, a woman that's wonderful. <laughs> Played by Linda Carter in the, in the early years of television history. And, and that's pretty much all I know. And she's got the lasso. That's that's about it, you know. Well, um, I can agree with you on that scene when she steps out of those trenches and it's just like the guys are all huddling and not wanting to like we can't move the you know if we go out there no man's land or whatever you know your dad she's like why I'm just like forget you guys I'm just gonna go you know. Uh, it, was, it was very much a I am woman, hear me roar, you guys, <laughs> yeah, just stay behind, I'll go do. Um, but yeah, that, that theme music kicks on. But um, uh, I was trying to look up to see who did the music, and Hans Zimmer did the stuff, did the music for Batman vs. Superman, listed another artist for uh, Wonder Woman, but I couldn't find out who had, who, who, who originally did her theme. There was another artist that did. Uh, so I don't know if we had a DJ. I don't know if the one that did Wonder Woman soundtrack did he also partake in Batman vs Superman to write her piece? Yeah. Uh, you know, I'd have to do a little more research, but, um, but yeah, as far as like the preconceived, um, I I have enjoyed all of the DC movies, but like you, I'm like I can see where some people are struggling with it. Um, and I, I I struggled initially with the with the Man of Steel when it came out. Having you know, I know you 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 you've seen the the Christopher Reeve Superman films, um, and even the Brandon Ruth or Ralph. Um, but that that to me is and you know I think even at this point that that is still Superman. Yeah. Um, and it took me a while to 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 enjoy Man of Steel for what it was. There, there are parts of it where some people are still angry about how it how it portrayed Superman and, and whatnot. But um, but the my preconceived notion for Wonder Woman was they're just doing Captain America. Yeah, because we Captain America, the MCU. Uh, his origin story was set in World War during the world during the war. Uh, was set, you know, obviously in that time frame, uh, and was introducing his character to be played in present time. And I'm like, really, DC? 
<laughs> you're 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 just gonna copy the success of what Marvel has already done. Um, like I said, that was a very early, I was like, uh, early misconception or preconceived thought. Um, but once I started seeing trailers for it and uh, having seen Batman versus Superman and the character, how she was portrayed in that, um, I think I had lost that entirely by the time the movie was had come out. So I didn't go into it here just a week ago and, and go like, okay, it's Captain America. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't even think think about that. It was pointed out to me after I'd seen it, or at least close to when I was going to see it, that you know, uh, I think somebody even said, and I don't know if this is true, it's just from another person I didn't read it anywhere, but they were saying that originally they, it was going to take place in World War Two. I think that's where the comic book comes from, uh, just like Captain America. Um, was a result of, of World War II. Um, and so, but because Captain America had already come out, they were like, well, let's do World War One instead and, and kind of changed a little bit about it. Um, but, you know, even watching the film, I didn't, not once did I think, oh, this is just like Captain America, the first Avenger. Um, like, it just never crossed my mind, uh, even though she is a shield-wielding, a patriotic looking if, hero. If you, if, you, uh, if you really look into it, it's it's funny the similarities of yeah. the two characters. Um, but I, uh, you know, it didn't once cross my mind. Um, and even it was kind of funny because Chris Pine was on Saturday Night Live a, a week or two before the movie came out. And uh, in his monologue, he did a, a bit about how um, he kind of does look like some of the other Chris's that are in the other Marvel movies, Chris Hemsworth, Chris uh, Pratt, and uh, Chris Evans. Um, uh, all, all of those are, you know, Star-Lord, um, Thor, and uh, Captain America. And, um, you know, all the cast members were coming on like, hey, aren't you Captain America? It's like, no, that's Chris Evans. I'm Chris Pine, you know, stuff like that. Um, and so it was a pretty funny sketch. And then it didn't dawn on me until the end of the sketch that they're playing... Uh, Chris Pine, who's in Wonder Woman, is playing a guy named Steve Trevor, and uh, Chris Evans, who plays Captain America, is playing Steve Rogers. <laughs> and then they showed a picture of both of them from the first, uh, well, obviously Chris Pine, this is the only one he's been in, uh, but Chris Evans from Captain America First Avenger, both in their, you know, um, period war film attire, and they look almost identical. And it's like, <laughs> Oh my gosh, um, but you know, it with those obvious similarities aside, it never dawned on me that that oh, this is just just like Captain America or anything like that. Um, but yeah, it's just uh, like I feel like it, it's kind of weird. Like I, I appreciated the the films leading up to this uh, in, in the DC universe, but. I don't remember feeling as excited as I did when she started doing what she does. And like the, I don't know if it was the first fight scene when they started blaring her theme song or if it was later on, but there's a scene where she's just surrounded by people. And, you know, I always kind of thought the lasso of truth was kind of, kind of stupid. Just, you know, Oh, it's a lasso. What can you do? Okay. You put it around the guy. And it, if you, you know, tie him up, 
then he'll tell the truth. Okay, I, I can see that that being a cool thing, but as an actual weapon, I thought you know a lasso would be kind of stupid. But in this movie, like she's swinging it around, it's it's not not like a cowboy, but it's it's almost whip like, and you know it's, of course it's glowing, so you can see it in the dust and the in the the atmosphere that's been kicked up from the fight, and like she's just kicking guys' butts left and right, and there's just I I just I was almost like you know jumping in my seat. I think I think I got nudged in the elbow or the uh, in the rib by my wife because it was bothering her. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just um, you know there were a couple things like I think you mentioned there were some nitpicky things. Um, I didn't catch up catch on it, but you know the twist of who who the uh, god of war was. Uh, my wife kind of picked up on it pretty early on, but I. I guess I, you know, they kind of mislead you into thinking it might be one person, and I thought it might be that person, uh, but I, I didn't think it would be somebody else. Um, and, you know, I think the only thing that I really didn't like about it was that, you know, in Batman vs. Superman, they obviously set up the DC universe more so than, than Superman. Um, they introduced the Flash, Aquaman, and obviously Wonder Woman, um, and Cyborg. And so there are scenes with the actors that have been hired to play those roles um, and and doing their thing. Like the Flash does the quick speed thing, and there's even a time travel scene with the Flash. Um, kind of confused a lot of people. Confused me, <laughs> confused me when that scene <laughs> came on. But it, it's still a cameo, and kind of a cool way, I thought. Um, and The Flash makes an appearance, and Batman makes an appearance in Suicide Squad. Um, and so, you know, I I was hoping that there would be a cameo in this one. But as I think about it, even though I wanted it, I'm still thinking that may have been one of the things that helped make this film as good as it is. That it just left them alone. They exist. They, you know, there's a Wayne Manor or Wayne Enterprises logo on some things, but you never see him, uh, you never see Batman, you never hear Batman, you never see Bruce Wayne um, or The Flash or, or anybody else. Uh, and so it was uh, probably good that they didn't, but I kind of wish they did. Uh, and that's really the only thing I... I know a lot of people were, were upset that there wasn't a you know a, a tag at the end, which um, has kind of become standard. It seems like these days with most movies, especially anything that's trying to establish its own universe. Uh, uh, so yeah, I think I think a lot of people were expecting some kind of cameo. Uh, I agree with you. I think it benefited from not because uh, sometimes I think. I think they try too hard to, oh, we gotta, we gotta throw in a, a connection here, yeah. and then let's throw this in, you know, and it's almost like, why don't we just concentrate on the movie, on the story? Um, you know, a lot of people forget to look back at Iron Man before Marvel was really a hundred percent moving forward with creating the MCU. 
Iron Man was just a movie. It had some Easter eggs in it. It obviously had the big tag at the end. And they're like, if this is successful, you know, we'll, we'll do this. Um, but it, you know, it didn't have all the shout outs. It was just like, here's the movie, here's Iron Man, go with it. And I think this was, I think this one uh, was, I think it benefited from the, let's not worry about setting up anything else. Let's not worry about the cameos. I mean, it, Obviously, the beginning of it and the end of it uh, were where it had some kind, you know, some ties, just because it, you know, had the the uh, email from Bruce or or the Bruce Wayne's uh, suitcase, whatnot. Uh, so it did have its connectors, so to speak. But there wasn't a blamed here's Ben Affleck playing Spider-Man, <laughs> uh, Superman, uh, you know. Um, but uh, like you're saying, I enjoy, I have enjoyed the DCU. DCEU yeah. uh, so far. Um, but I can also see where mostly with Suicide Squad, where there's been some struggle, because there's stuff that, uh, of the four movies that are out, the, the Suicide Squad is where I probably have most uh, issues of uh, you know the direction that they went. Yeah. Um, but this one makes me excited probably more excited for what's coming next because I'm like hey and there, there was you know the, the, I don't know who was uh, where I saw the cartoon uh, like a, a drawn uh, cartoon but uh, it had an image of uh, it said something like you know uh, here's the here's where the DCEU is now and it had one woman with Batman on one shoulder and Superman on the other, like you know, they they were uh, knocked out, but she was carrying them. Yeah, it was almost like Wonder Woman is carrying the DC universe forward. Yeah, and I thought, I think I I, I think that's I, I I saw that as well, and I think that's a cover, like a an actual comic magazine cover. Or, okay. Yeah, um, that that someone probably is like obviously dug like, up. You know what? I I think. I think there's a lot of truth to that because, um, again, having enjoyed the other movies, but knowing how at large they haven't been, this one definitely was a a bright spot of we're four movies in and we finally have more excitement. I think going forward for the for their universe seem to have hit their critical groove. For sure, and uh, uh, you know, I, I think there's even been rumors that with the reshoots and whatnot that they're doing for Justice League, which is the next film uh, due out in November, I think, um, that they're kind of putting Wonder Woman in the forefront of uh, of that. So they're obviously cashing in on on what they what they know will hopefully work. Hopefully, it's not one of those things where like Legolas from uh, a Lord of the Rings would just be like, I have an arrow. You know, it's like these weird lines that came out of nowhere. Um, it was clearly, okay, this guy's the most popular character uh, amongst the fans. Let's give him more lines. Um, and, and so he's just like repeating what other people said and, and just like saying, stating the obvious or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I have faith in, in them. I, you know, like I said, 
maybe other people might love, not like the the next film, uh, but I, I'm pretty uh, confident that I'll I'll enjoy Justice League as well. Um, so I would definitely say that uh, with our ranking system, I would give this uh, uh, two tickets. Um, I haven't gotten two tickets for it, but uh, only just because of time and whatnot. But I would definitely go see this again uh, in theaters. Uh, you? <laughs> Awkward pause. Wonder? Wonder? Woman. The woman of our age. <laughs> I, too, give it two, th- two tickets. Not thumbs. That's another... Two tickets. Uh, Way ripped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give it two tickets. I would definitely see it again. Um, don't know if that will happen. Yeah. Uh, but if the opportunity arises, uh, uh, I would I would definitely take it. And the, uh, I think I think also for a change, Marvel is looking to DC for inspiration. As they prepare to reveal their first, uh, you know, female-led superhero yeah. movie with, there, and there's still with a Captain couple Marvel, but they're uh, yeah, they're not. They're still a couple years away. But is that 2018 or it's not 2019? <clears throat> I have to think. look, but but uh, I know I know that you know everybody's just like, oh, it's DC versus Marvel, blah blah blah. Yeah. Um, but uh, with the success of Wonder Woman, you know, people that are in the, you know the big wigs behind the Marvel universe and even uh, Brie Larson, who's going to play Captain yeah. Marvel, have all been very like, "Hey, props to to Wonder Woman yeah. for for doing such a good job." So it, it, it's yeah. it's nice to see that. Hey, you know, I know Marvel's a juggernaut, and it seems like they can't do do anything wrong. Yeah, can't be stopped. Um, but I, I think, yeah, they're I think. It's nice for once to think they're gonna maybe have to look to DC for some inspiration or take a page out of DC's book yeah. when it comes to their female-led uh, movies. So yeah, I I know that yeah, that everybody wants there to be a rivalry rivalry, and this might just be the big wigs just trying to blow that off to say there isn't one, but there really is. Um, I don't know. But um, Kevin Feige or Feige, I'm not sure how you pronounce it. He's the 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 main uh, head honcho behind Marvel. Jeff Johns is the main head honcho behind DC, and um, you know they actually recently just got together um, uh, for uh, Richard Donner. There was some kind of benefit for him or. Or uh, a, an award in his honor, something like that. It was, it was because of Richard Donner. Some event was held. A lot of Hollywood bigwigs and actors and whatnot were there, and they both went up and presented, talking about how both of them worked for Richard Donner, and I think even on Superman, and, and probably not, maybe not credited, uh, or at least obviously not in a producer standpoint, but. Uh, and some, like I think it's one of the first, if not the first, film that they worked on, a kind of thing. Um, and you know, so they both have come from the same background. Uh, both had good things to say about Superman and uh, Richard uh, Donner. And um, 
uh, and they both were basically saying how they're they're probably really good friends, um, and and so they even said, you know, I remember hearing something saying that they don't uh, they don't think of it as a rivalry, and they obviously commend each other for for their work and whatnot. But yeah, you know, um, Captain Marvel is is the first female led slated film for Marvel. Um, starring Brie Larson, who's done a lot of good stuff and gotten a lot of uh, good publicity. Uh, Room, I think, was uh, her big movie this last year. Um, and, and she's done a lot of stuff and shown up here and there. But uh, definitely a good step forward for women in film and behind the camera. Um, and a good move for DC. And a good move for superhero movies everywhere. And uh, join us next time. We're going to possibly talk about, hopefully we'll see Transformers maybe, uh, The Last Night. Um, and then, you know, here between now and, and the next one, we'll, we might just uh, maybe not talk about a movie, but just talk about uh, some uh, aspects of films or what's going on behind them. Um, we're taking a new direction. Normally we would have two topics, but we're going to dumb it down a little bit because we kept going over an hour with our last two episodes. We're going to try to shorten it a little bit. And so uh, please join us next time. If you have a questions, cinematicbrotastic at gmail.com. And uh, we'd love to hear from you. And uh, until next time, we'll see you at the movies. And I forgot my tagline. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Philip, and check your ticket stuff. Check your ticket stuff. <laughs> we suck at this.